For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chris Lee and Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14 here to do power rankings for SEC football as we head into October. As always, looking for sponsors. If you're interested in that, contact caroline.smith at southeastern14.com. Let's get right into it. Vanderbilt at 14. Not much to add on the Commodores. Saw them play against Missouri this weekend. They continue to struggle, will continue to struggle. Just not enough guys there for Vanderbilt really to move up. Number 13, Mississippi State, a team that has struggled with identity. It has struggled with the pass. But Alabama said, forget that. We're just going to run the ball and, and win, which it did decisively. So uh, Zach Arnett's club got a chance to get better in the second half of the season, but it has struggled to find an identity and certainly did not make progress in that area this weekend. Now, Mississippi State gets uh, Western Michigan this this week, a nice little let-up before they continue the grind of the SEC schedule. But, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Vanderbilt, man, opportunity was the word we used going into the season and uh, just were not able to take advantage of what seemed like a, a more friendlier uh, start of the schedule. But as we've seen with Kentucky and Missouri, uh, did not turn out to be the case. All right, South Carolina at 12. Uh, that team continues to be held together uh, by Xavier Leggett, Spencer Rattler, and, and duct taped at times, it seems like. Um, you know what? They said Tennessee had a chance to, to really get after Rattler. It's got a disruptive front, gets after the quarterback. You, you saw him running for his life at times. You saw a pick six. Uh, I think Carolina's issues are well documented. Still a lot of hope, I think, some there because Shane Beamer – Always has his teams playing better in the second half. But but right now, Carolina has played a brutal schedule and, and paid for it and ranks 12th so far. Yeah, get a week off. You'll take that if you're South Carolina, South Carolina fans. Um, try to regroup for that game against Florida and then some you know very important SEC games uh, following that. So Yeah, Arkansas at 11, another team that's played a tough schedule lately. The Hogs had a hard time moving the ball this weekend. Rocket Sanders was back, but but not performing at a Rocket Sanders level. Uh, Texas A&M won that game decisively, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, Arkansas fans frustrated with Sam Pittman, and uh, we got the Hogs at 11 going into October. Not great to have a three-game losing streak heading into games at Ole Miss and Alabama, um, to say the least. So, yeah, I can understand the frustration for Arkansas fans given these are the next two games and um, they're going to need to play much better to to win either one of these and not make it a, a five-game losing streak. So, All right, Florida at 11, or excuse me, at 10 on the strength of that win over Tennessee and, and frankly, not much else. Florida looked awful. In the first half of that game, Ray Davis ran wild. Uh, the Gators, again, this isn't just based on what you did last week, but I, I don't know that I could put Florida any higher than 10. And in fact, I, I put them a little lower in my power rankings. Yeah, I just, I said, after the Tennessee game, I think that's a huge win given where all the discussion was at the time after the, the Utah loss. But, you know, since then, we saw him beat Charlotte 22 to 7. And then now we've seen him lose at Kentucky and, you know, just get kind of dominated in that game. So, yeah. Uh, but you talk about get right games. Uh, I would think that's the case this week for Florida against Vanderbilt. 
Auburn at nine on the strength of that defense, which has pretty much shown up every week. Auburn gave Georgia a scare. Brock Bowers had an answer at the end. Auburn still cannot throw the ball, but Hugh Freeze has managed to have this team in close games, and Auburn sits at nine this week. Hey, their defense has been the strength, as you said, so far, and um, it's going to definitely get put to the test the next couple weeks too, right? Because now they go to LSU um, after the bye uh, this week, and then they get Ole Miss at home. So next two games uh, after a nice little break, and again, it's always nice to have a break after you play Georgia. Um, But, yeah, I I think if you can just find something offensively in the passing game, um, you know, Auburn can have a strong finish to the season. But – Defense will be what they lean on, especially, like we said, in these next two games against LSU and Ole Miss. LSU at eight, maybe that's recency bias. The the Tigers looked awfully good at times, but when you give up 706 yards, and and frankly, LSU's wins are over the the lower half of the conference, I just think that was very loud over the weekend. Uh, I don't know where LSU's going to find answers. Certainly, it's got some talent, but – when you start looking at the teams in front of LSU, it was harder to justify moving the Tigers up much further than where they are. So with that, we've got them at eight this week. Yeah, I, you know, composite staff rankings as always. I'm not shocked to see them here because you look at the teams ahead of them and what they've accomplished at this point. And like you said, LSU's defense just has not, not been there, especially that, you know, Ole Miss game. But it wasn't just that. We've been talking about the LSU defense all season. And so has Brian Kelly and, now they go to Missouri, uh, battle uh, of the Tigers, and the Tigers that are unbeaten, probably not the one we thought would be uh, unbeaten in this matchup uh, heading into the season. Yeah, so. yeah I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, number seven, we got Tennessee. Uh, I know Joel Milton's struggles get dissected again and again and again, but the Vols continue to do what the Vols have done all season. That's play pretty good defense and run the ball pretty well. Tennessee at seven, again, hard to move them up given what some of the teams in front of them have done, but I think a solid seven at least. I think they're figuring some things out now. Um, You know, yeah, there was a little bit of a stretch early as we talked about, especially after the Florida game. I think it would be easy just to, you know, hit the panic button and all that, but I think you've seen, yes, I know it's UTSA, and we've talked about South Carolina struggles, but I think Tennessee's figuring some things out and, um, you know, gets a a bye this week before they host Texas A&M and then kind of runs into the gauntlet of the SEC schedule after that. Just consider where all these teams are, right? Tennessee's uh, final SEC opponents, if you take out Vanderbilt at the end, A&M at home, at Alabama, at Kentucky, at Missouri, home against Georgia. Ooh. Yeah. Missouri at six. The Tigers aren't flashy, but they are solid. There are not a lot of teams in the league where you can just say, hey, this team doesn't have a gaping hole somewhere. But I think Missouri's that team right now. In fact, I rank Missouri a little higher than this. Loved what I saw out of Brady Cook in our hometown of Nashville as I sat in the press box and watched that one this weekend. I'm going to be very interested to see what Missouri does going forward because I think Cook is operating at a very high level. They're finding some things that work, and they just are, are so good all around that I think they're going to be a tough out going forward. Are we going to get the like bizarre world scenario where Missouri goes out and beats LSU this week, Kentucky goes out and beats Georgia on the road, and that sets up in uh. October 14th, Missouri at Kentucky for all the marbles. Winner is in the driver's seat in the college football playoff race. Um, I, I have kid there, but uh, it's going to take some work on both teams. That would part, be fun, yes. though. But, yes, Missouri has has earned the spot, and like you said, I, I wouldn't be against putting him higher. So. 
Nice segue to Kentucky at five. I'm a little bothered by the passing game struggles, but hey, when Ray Davis runs for 280 and catches a touchdown pass and your defense plays that way, it makes up for a lot of deficiencies in other places. Yep, and it's all led to this game this week, which, uh, you know, if you're watching, we will have our preview and prediction up on Monday. Um, Chris and Blaine kind of breaking down the game and everything with Kentucky at Georgia and yeah, you want to talk about a huge opportunity. It's all kind of built to this point. Uh, your first five games, we said the schedule was certainly manageable for Kentucky. They've navigated through it without a loss and looked good at times. Still some inconsistency, like you said. Uh, but this is uh, the prove-it game. If you can go you know, take Georgia to the wire, beat Georgia, uh, then you feel a lot better uh, moving forward. So we'll see what happens with the Cats. Nothing makes you forget scoring 10 points like gaining 706 yards. Uh, that's you were talking about, Ole Miss. What a win for the Rebels. And and frankly, this is a team that's got a chance to make a lot of noise now with what just one loss on its resume. And, and maybe not some great wins, but but certainly some quality ones. Although the LSU win sure seemed great when it happened uh, to the point that, that Ole Miss got fined for storming the field. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about this offense, right? We kept talking about when Trey Harris comes back. I mean, Jackson Dart's got no shortage of options in terms of what they can do and, um, yeah, just how many yards they put up, like you said. And now they get an Arkansas team that's, um, you know, giving up some points. And so just seems like things are definitely trending in the right direction now for Ole Miss, even though a disappointing game at Alabama, and I know we were pretty down on them after what felt like a missed opportunity there, but – bounce back in a big way, put up that many points. Jackson's art confidence is there. Trey Harris is back. A lot to like about this Ole Miss team right now. Texas A&M at three. Uh, if he just froze everything in time, it says who feels the best about the way their team is playing. You got an argument at A&M. Um, Kentucky and Missouri fans would certainly feel good about their chances too. But when you A&M had the upside coming into the season, and really other than that disappointing game against Miami, and some of it's been scheduled, but I thought AM looked really good against Arkansas this weekend, what is always a, a challenging game. And Aggies got a huge one coming up with Alabama Saturday. Yeah. I mean, again, if you wanted to go into the Alabama game, like you said, feeling really good about yourselves, AM has got there. Like after that Miami game, they have turned things around since then. They've looked really good. Uh, and even though you lose your starting quarterback, Max Johnson stepped in, there's no shortage of options there. We've always said that from the start with AM. Um, you know, run the ball, pass the ball, playing good defense. That's a, those are pretty key to, to being a good team. And now they've got a chance to, you know, score a huge, huge win over Alabama and, uh, yeah, put themselves in the driver's seat in the SEC West. So, okay, Blake, I know Alabama's got quarterback deficiencies. I know, uh, Nick Saban, for whatever reason, didn't, didn't throw the ball a lot. Maybe that was game flow, but, uh, you know, going overlooked in a lot of that is Alabama's defense is playing at a great level. I know it had the, the game against Texas. Even great defenses have off weeks. Um, like the way this defense is playing, and it's going to set up a fascinating game in College Station. Yep. I mean, this will be the, you know, Jalen Milrow against this Texas A&M defense that has given up some big plays. We saw that against Miami, and, you know, his dual threat ability here I think is going to be very fun to watch in terms of matchup-wise and what he can do, given what we've seen from that Texas A&M defense. Um, you know, the good, the good part of the A&M defense, you know, getting beyond that Miami game. So, yeah, I just, this is, this should be an awesome, awesome matchup, just given where both teams are at. So, Georgia won, and and yes, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Georgia has won back-to-back -back national titles. 
Georgia has not played a challenging schedule, but it is unbeaten. And you can criticize the pick based on the fact that it's this year and those were last year's. But guess what, Blake? Everybody has got deficiencies or questions somewhere. When you have uncertainty, fall back on history. And that's why we've got Alabama at two and Georgia at one uh, because those teams have got a pedigree of figuring out, even with the deficiencies, um, Georgia's still unbeaten and, and frankly, in a good spot with that schedule to to maybe run the table. Yeah, you still play to win the game, right? Um, and they just keep winning the games. Uh, it may not be pretty all the time. Certainly hasn't been pretty all the time this year, but they just keep winning the games. And um, that is what it comes down to is the two-time defending national champion. If you keep winning games in that role, you're going to keep being at number one. And so, um, yeah, that's where Georgia is, and I wouldn't put them anywhere else right now. Wall-to-wall content here at Southeastern 14. We cover football, basketball, and baseball. The Daily Basketball Show is going to get launched in October. We do the Daily Football Show from 11 to noon every day, so be sure to hit the subscribe button and check that out. For Blake Lovell, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Appreciate you watching. We'll see you again soon with more SEC football content. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.